What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Logos Podcast. I'm Max. Y'all, you know who this is. Who, who are you? What in the world was what, that? What is, <laughs> what is happening? Well, that was I'm, Sam. I'm Joey, for what it's worth. <laughs> I thought it'd be cool. <laughs> it was a good try. So, good try. <laughs> to, all right, sorry, I can't call it together. This story. We got to start we, the episode. We, 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 Sam so, told us a story about his experience previously to uh, entering seminary with a girl. And it's hilarious. So, I'm going to take two L's to start this episode off. <laughs> yes, you will. In fact, you earned this L with that first L. Okay, I'll, I'll tell them. So, this is tough for me to talk about because it really? scarred me. When it happened, I thought, I'm never going to tell this story again. And I keep telling it over and over, <laughs> over again. And I wish I didn't have to. But, all right. So, I was, I was a, I think I just graduated high school and I had a girlfriend at the time and she was she was going to enter in like her senior year. Shout out so. girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. Shout out. If you're listening, um, this one's for you. No. And so we went, it was my best friend's birthday and we went to get ice cream. He wasn't with us, but I knew what he liked. So I was like, whatever, I'll just get it for you. Mm. And we went into a best friend. We went into a UDF, which is a United dairy farm farmers or farm, something like that. Farmers, farmers. And, uh, you know, I'm just, chilling we're like okay what kind of ice cream you want she went first i forget what she got it wasn't anything like significant i guess <laughs> and so i'm next up and the guy's like what can i get you and i don't know if you guys ever seen like the waffle cones like they have the, they have the cone display well one of them was like the waffle cone dipped in chocolate with the sprinkles around <laughs> it yeah and then i got some like i don't know it was some blue ice cream and it was like totally like a like a young kid ice cream that would be like really into it but i was like i'm gonna get it it sounds good right so I go, okay, I'll have the I'll have the chocolate cone there with the sprinkles and this type of ice cream. And, that, and the dude goes, nah, man, I only do that for five-year-olds. <laughs> this is in front of his girlfriend, former girlfriend. Yeah, and I'm like, bro, I'm, I thought I'm, I'm doing good. You know, I'm having a good time. I got, I'm gonna, blue, I'm, I got blue ice cream. I'm going to pay for the ice cream on the date. And this guy's like, no, dude, like you're the worst. And I'm like... Man, like I can't believe it just happened. And then I was he so entered seminary. I was so embarrassed. <laughs> That's right. That was it. That was the end of Sam's dating oh, career. My, dude, I'll never forget it. I was. That is brutal. It was that so, is so embarrassing, tough. dude. Yeah, just so did he? Did you end up going with the sprinkles? And did that guy allow you? to I go think I sprinkles? actually ended up just powering through him. Like that's what I want, dog. There you oh, go. Wow. All right. Well, good for so you. Resilience. You know, put your foot down. Let's go. You know. But that, I might just be telling myself chest. that to to make me feel better. I may have. I may. Have, <laughs> yeah. Like, no. Yeah. Like, you're right. Repress, I just want. I just want a dish with a single scoop of vanilla, please. <laughs> that's just like that's, <laughs> that's it. Just yeah. Vanilla. Just vanilla. <laughs> You got some chocolate chips. That's like the most decoration I want. <laughs> oh, that's so hilarious. Anyways, yeah. They made me tell that story. I didn't want to, but thank no, you. It's thank out you for there. telling it. Yeah. Thanks be to God. It's the source of great joy. <laughs> so today's conversation is going to take a little bit of a different turn. It's going to be, it's going to be focused on the sacraments of the Catholic church. Mm. Uh, to give a brief introduction, this is going to be more of a, of a generalized conception of what, of what the sacraments are, uh, not so much going into detail about the specific, <laughs> about the specifics of each seven sacraments. Of yeah, because we could, right? I mean, there's we a could. lot of detail to go into um, with the theology of all literally the sacraments spend a semester and stuff. Studying we we yeah. could write a dissertation on it, or People seven. <laughs> I'll take a I'll take a class in theology. I'll take a class on each of the seven sacraments. We're not going to teach a class on each of the seven sacraments in this 20 minute episode. No, we're not. We're just going to talk about the sacraments because they're pretty awesome and they're worth yeah. knowing about. Um, also, wait, hold on. Before we go on, I, I think it's important on. to mention that uh, we did have like our last uh, 
in-person classes today mm-hmm. and me and Max have just like a week left or a couple weeks left in pre-theology. So Joey will no longer be able to say, Oh, I'm in theology and Max That's and, right. and Sam are in pre-theology. So I just want everybody to know, like <laughs> we're up and coming. It's going to be, yeah. it's going to be great. You don't hear rough dogging us. I will still always be your superiors. So. Whatever, dude, just tell us what a sacrament is. Okay. So <laughs> the catechism has this helpful definition, um, as it, you know, always does with, with stuff like this, but yep. it says this. So let's, I'll read this and then we can kind of unpack it for a sec. So it says the sacraments are efficacious signs of grace instituted by Christ and entrusted to the church by which divine life is dispensed to us. The visible rites by which the sacraments are celebrated signify and make present the graces proper to each sacrament. They bear fruit in those who receive them with the required dispositions. That's easy. That's you should you should know what a sacrament is now. That could be our whole episode right there. Well, honestly, I think. Um, but uh, no, let's 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 yeah, let's talk about it again. So okay, so the first thing that's worth noting is that sacraments are visible signs and symbols that we do um, uh, throughout Catholic. You know, during Catholic worship, it involves these. Uh, visible and tangible signs and symbols um, that we believe make present invisible realities, uh, which is pretty insane. What do signs do? Signs oftentimes point us towards something, Mm -hmm. right? Um, So if you think of a stop sign, stop, right? So it shows us a reality, expresses to us what we ought to do, and then um, we do the thing it, it asks of us to do. Right. So it causes, so uh, a sign does and a symbol does both causes, and if, or it causes an effect. So the question becomes, um, you know, if you've, if you've not, if, even if you are Catholic or if you're new to Catholic worship and you've never seen it before and you see it for the first time, it looks like yeah. we're doing a lot of these rituals and it seems, um, you know, kind of a little bit strange and maybe off-putting for some people. So the question becomes, why would God found a church um, that he remains present in through sacraments. Mm. Yeah, so, okay, I, I think it's important here to talk a little bit about grace. Okay, so yeah. the sacraments, again, the, as these guys kind of already talked about, the sacraments are something we do uh, that are kind of like visible signs. So, like, if you take, like, the sacrament of baptism, for example, uh, you pour water on the person's head saying, uh, I baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. That's right. that's that's the ba- that's the, the sacrament of baptism. Now, why are we pouring that water over the head? Okay, so Christ instituted that sacrament at the ascension. Before he went up to heaven, he told us, this is what you need to do. You need to baptize people in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. So that's why we do it. But we do it not because it's like some superstition or because it's like some weird ritual we do. We do it because it it allows us to participate in Christ's saving action and it gets it like allows us to get grace. It causes an effect in us. Right. It changes us. Right. Right. And and that's what grace is. Yeah. Grace changes us because we're kind of having like this flawed nature uh, and grace heals and elevates us. Yeah. So when we're, when we're participating in the sacrament of baptism, for example, we're getting that grace that, that Christ got for us on the cross through his resurrection. Yeah. So I think, I think this is helpful. So for what, this is an example of how these, there's this saying about the sacraments is that they cause what they signify. Right. Right. And that's really important. So God decided to use, um, these different signs and symbols from creation that, that obviously he created, um, to bring about effects in his church. So the example of baptism is a good one. Um, 
there's washing with water, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. there's also submersion with water. Right. And so these these two kind of aspects of baptism, the what the physical and visible sign uh, points to is actually what happens on a spiritual level, right? Yeah. Like in baptism, just as we are submerged in the water, so too spiritually when we're baptized, actually this really happens. We die with Christ. Like yeah. we are buried with him and we rise with him just as we would come up out of the water. And just as in the sacrament of baptism, water is poured over us and you know cleanses us symbolically, mm-hmm. that actually causes a spiritual reality to take place, namely the washing away of our sins. Yeah, and water particularly is very interesting because it's, first of all, it's inessential to life itself. Yeah. On a natural level, we have to have water. I think it's something like you can go like 14 days without eating, but you can't go three days without drinking. Yeah, yeah. Right? So like water is essential for our life, but water also has, uh, it's powerful in that people drown, you know, in the sea all the time. Right. Or drinking water, people even drown. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, ha- it has this, uh, this has this like symbolism of, of death, but it also uh, saves lives. You know, mm-hmm. uh, people who are stranded on an island, right, or stranded in the desert, right, or even ourselves. Like, yeah, it right. nourishes us. It gives us life. So, like, what does water do? As Joe was indicating, like, it shows us this uh, this dying and 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 renewal of life right and I, yeah, that's a good point I, I guess to add to that like god uses strictly human things to help us with the sacrament so there's seven sacraments right and they all yeah. use like things that are very fairly accessible to human beings should right? i read off what the seven sacraments are yeah so let's go ahead and i guess okay. we should do that so there are seven sacraments of the church baptism confirmation eucharist penance or confession anointing of the sick holy orders and matrimony or marriage. So right. these, are, these are the seven sacraments. Yeah, and, and they all, so there's, a, there's and, and the sacrament, there's matter and form. So when we say matter, we're talking about there's like a tangible thing in front of us, like a physical thing that we use. And then the, the form is like maybe something we say or something that we do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so like if we use the example of baptism, again, the matter is the water mm-hmm. and the form is what you say. And like the, the reason that God uses like water, for example, is that's something that's so unique to human beings. Like it's just like, yeah. it's accessible to everybody. Like everybody knows how to use it and how to drink, like all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, so these sacraments aren't something we do that's like really weird or odd. It's something that's like really accessible to human beings. And I think, I think it, it shows kind of like the divine wisdom um, that yeah. there's a goodness of fit between the sign that God chose to use to affect these changes within his people by giving them grace. Right. Um, as the catechism says, making us participate, giving us a participation in his own divine life, yeah. which is what the sacraments do. And so there's a, there's a goodness of fit between the signs and the causes that are brought about. And I think if, if I may, the, the one thing that in terms of why God chose this, these means to kind of re- remain with his church throughout the centuries is because Human beings, we say, are a composite of body and soul. You ready for this word? Hylomorphism. Hylomorphism. It's a big word. Big word. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, and he created us this way, right? So a human being is not, you know, a soul trapped inside a body. And a human being is not just material stuff, as a lot of people today, you know, think we are. Yeah, matter. But a human being is, a, is, a, is one substance that's made up of a composite of both those things, a soul yeah. and a body. And because of that... So we have a we have a physical element to us and a spiritual element to us. But we because of our bodies can only encounter and understand reality through our senses. 
through our bodies. This is how we come to know things. And so these invisible realities, this, this, uh, life of grace that the that the Christian is kind of initiated into through the sacraments would be completely inaccessible to us unless God attached to these sacraments or to these to these you know causes of grace physical signs that we could touch and right. see so that we can you know like the psalm says taste and see that the yeah, Lord is good Lord you know like that like he he in his wisdom he, it's fitting that human beings come to encounter the divine in this way because we have bodies and because we encounter things sensibly so so we we talked about the um the sacrament of baptism um on some but another good um uh, example would be the eucharist yeah right? yes, yes like <clears throat> the eucharist uh expresses to us god's very being he loves us so much that in the incarnation he became man and expresses his life in giving up of himself so in the eucharist we receive god body blood soul and divinity right so it's god is it's god right Mm -hmm. um and the eucharist also why is it that he uses wine and bread as these symbols as these symbols to express his life yeah right and to allow us to share in that well if we if we remember uh Adam, right? Um, his sin caused him to have to toil for his daily bread, mm-hmm. right? So when we look at the bread, right, that is consecrated and then becomes it's the transformed bread, into transformed. his body. Yeah. So what happens is that the the bread symbolizes man's sufferings, the toil he has gone to to harvest, mm-hmm. you know, the elements, and then. Um, brought them before God in a sacrificial way. Yeah. Right? And the wine oftentimes signifies what? Joyous occasions, right? Yeah. Right? It signifies weddings or, or nice dinners, right? Or, you know, formal occasions or mm-hmm. whatever, you know, even non- informal occasions. It, 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 those are times of rejoicing when, when wine's present. Um, but also the fact that he used a meal to share his life with us yeah. is very intricate to man's very being so human it is what does like the dinner table is where man most most communes he gets to know the other the other the other other people around Mm -hmm. him you know Um, as he sustains his own being yeah it's where serious himself it's it's where serious business happens yeah you know but it's also yeah like joe said like there's nourishing going on too well he he separates himself from just like a regular animal too right Right. because like animals they feed or whatever they eat to survive whereas human beings they don't eat to survive well they do eat to survive but not strictly to survive right you sit down with dinner with your family because you get to catch up with your family members right. yeah, talk about you know, old times all that kind of stuff you yeah. know animals can can eat but we have meals we set the table yeah we set the table right yeah. um like this exactly you know so like that's another example of of how god uses our sensations to mm-hmm. express his life to us and and that's been the case throughout salvation history like um, God sends prophets, right? Uh, St. Paul says, faith comes from what is heard, yeah. right? Because, because we hear it, mm-hmm. you know, that, that um, the Messiah is coming. Yeah. And then when Christ comes, it's not so weird because throughout history, he's been, he's been te- telling us that he's coming mm-hmm. and we, we hear it through our sensations. And then when he comes in bodily form, he just perfects that expression. All the more, yeah, and the and the again the, the the divine wisdom that that is manifested in Christ choosing to remain with His church and to nourish His church spiritually in the form of food, 
Yeah. He becomes the food of our souls. Mm. Right. And, and literally and we use bread. And like Max said, we, we off, we bring to the altar each mass, these sim, these symbols of our, all our sufferings and all of our joys. Mm. And we offer that to the Lord and he transforms it into his own presence yeah. and remains with us. Um, and so the one thing that we do want to say about the sacraments though, and just make clear is that these are not things that the church, that Catholics have made up, uh, just to like do for their own, you know, fun, right? Like these were given to us by Christ. They were, that's what the catechism said. They were instituted by Christ. Yeah. Uh, I think it's important to talk about this because like we can't, uh, like first of all, Christ established these sacraments for us, for us to to get into heaven, basically, because yeah. mm-hmm. we can't do that on our own, right? Because if we if we want to talk biblically, this all started at uh, the Garden of Eden when there's original sin. So original sin enters the world, and and man turned away from God. That's what Adam did, and Adam and Eve, but they both turned away from God, and that's an infinite thing that they did that we can't do anything to get in to back back into grace with God. So we need somebody, someone who is infinite to get, basically merit us back into heaven. Yeah, there's the, no, yeah. So the only person that can do that is going to be Christ. So that's why we always talk about this, this fittingness of the sacraments. It's yeah. it's fitting that Christ became man and merited us merited merited us into heaven through his saving action on the cross. Yeah. And that's what we're doing through the sacraments. Human beings when we engage in in like baptism or the Eucharist or penance, we're not doing anything like on our own power. It's not because human beings are the ones that saying, "Okay, I'm going to get myself back into heaven." That's impossible for a human yeah, being. Yeah. It's because Christ instituted these sacraments that we are participating in His saving action. And it's they're, they're acts of love is what they are. Right. And His we're participating in His act of infinite love mm. towards the Father, which only He can give because only He is God who is infinite. It, and that's why we talk about like having starting now. Like heaven starts That's now for us right? because of the sacraments. Because of the sacraments, precisely because right? Of the sacraments. They 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 conform us. You know, oftentimes we can be like, if we go to any any church, right, any Catholic church, and we see they're just elderly people, not doing much there. They just keep coming here and complaining about the same old stuff. No, God's literally changing their lives. Yeah, He's, there's a real effect happening, whether we see it and sense it or not. There is something happening that God's purifying them and letting them share in his life, transforming them so that we can access heaven. Yeah, and we know this by we know this by faith, right? And then this is a big point. So Christ instituted these sacraments. So for example, baptism, Sam mentioned, the Great Commission, you know, right before he ascended into heaven, he said, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, yeah. baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And then with the Eucharist too, we have the Last Supper where he gave where he instituted the Eucharist, he gave his disciples the bread and he said, Take this all of you and eat of it. This is my body given for you. And also the the bread of life discourses in John six, where he says, unless you eat the flesh of the son of man and drink his blood, you will not have eternal life within you. Right? So he's, he gives us these sacraments that we receive and we continue to, 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 to utilize. Yeah. But the effects that are brought about are imperceptible to the the spiritual effects that are brought about are imperceptible, right? Because spiritual realities, like we, we only encounter reality through our senses. So, as even though we know by faith because Christ assured us that this was the case that when we partake of the sacraments we're being given we're being infused with his grace and his own divine life we're not going to be able to feel that necessarily even though sometimes it might be accompanied by a powerful emotional experience, but we're not going to be able to feel grace or perceive it because it's a spiritual reality. But we know by faith that it is, that it is being caused within us when we partake of these sacraments. Um, and like Sam said, grace does two things to us. 
It heals our wounded and broken nature that has been wounded since the fall. And it elevates us so that we become, become sons of God. Yeah. We're no longer just, you know, regular human beings. Now we're sons of God in the son, Jesus Christ. And this is interesting in the sense that, um, just to hit on a little bit, what is the Christian message? Ultimately, we talked about this in our Christian prayer class. It's really stuck with me. Mm-hmm. He says the distinguishing factor in the Christian message from all other religions is that God is our father mm. and we are his children. That's the, insane. That's no, there. There's no other religion or philosophical system that is that is illustrated this point before, right? And the fact that God loved us so much to send us His only begotten Son, we are His adopted children, but to only send us His begotten Son, that shows that He really does love us to such an extreme that He sends us a Son and then institutes ways into which we share in that very life that He sent His Son in. That we become sons in the Son. Right, we become sons in yeah. That's beautifully yeah. This is um. To, 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 I, th- I think to just kind of like hammer home the radicality of what it means to be God's children, an analogy is helpful or like an example. So what does it mean to be a child? But it means to have the same nature as your parent, right? So yeah. the child of a human being is always going to be another human being with human nature because right. what we produce like in, in reproduction in, in the production of children, we produce something that has our same nature. Yeah. A dog is never going to give birth to a mouse. A dog is going to give something birth to a dog because you produce your same nature to say then that we are children of God means that we share in the divine nature. Whoa. God became man so that man could become God. Exactly. That's a radical line, but it's so beautiful. Well, we want to play that down always. We want to say, oh, that's radical. That's like, oh, we, we can't be God. Yes, we can't be God. But God loves us so much that he wants to make us like himself. He wants us to be, and the beat, he wants us to enjoy the beats of your vision. He wants us to partake of his own divine life. Yeah. yeah. This is what the catechism says. The spirit, which is what we receive through these sacraments, the grace of the Holy Spirit, the spirit heals and transforms those who receive him by conforming them to the son of God. The fruit of the sacramental life is that the spirit of adoption makes the faithful partakers in the divine nature by uniting them in a living union with the only son, the Savior. Boom. It's not bad. It's not bad. <laughs> sound, sacraments sound pretty good to me. They're, um, they, they, I mean, when, when this kind of idea that God expresses to man by means of that which man knows best, which is his senses, yeah. um, that's crazy. That's why, and Sam talked about Sarah, like the fittingness, mm-hmm. the, the, the infinite, I mean, the, the perfect knowledge um, and providence of God, knowing that this is how man um, best learns and loves, right? That's mm-hmm. a, like, that's why God became man, mm-hmm. to show us that in his life, um, we become sharers by the things he establishes. That's why, like, particularly like in, in the definition, it says instituted by Christ. Yeah. Right, not by man, not by Pope, whatever, right. not by bishop or or father, whatever. It's by Jesus Christ. Those guys are witnesses of the things Christ has instituted in His Church, right? And luckily, we are privileged to share in these gifts. And that's why, like, even the Eucharist itself, right, the source and summit of the Christian life is the Eucharist, Eucharistia, right? Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. It's 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 a love. It's a gratitude because these are gifts we've received. Exactly, and those are and those are gifts we return back to God. Mm-hmm. Right, um, 
so that's why that's the the sacraments are are so so essential to our life and necessary. Um, I think I think I really want to drive this point home is like. If you, like you, you mentioned the source and summit of the Christian life, which is the Eucharist, which is basically when we celebrate the, the liturgy, we are encountering the Eucharist, right? Mm-hmm. And if you look at the, the, the liturgy, it's contained in all these, the liturgy is all these things that we're kind of talking about, these signs, right? You hear the organ as you come in. Mm-hmm. You smell the incense because, you know, the thurifer has the, the thurible, you know, rocking yeah. it back and forth. Uh, you touch each other through the sign of peace, mm-hmm. right? You taste the Eucharist. You see what's going on with the, with the priests and the vestments and all that. Like the church is trying to sell us like, look, there's these concrete things we see. There's these things in front of us. Your senses are heightened, but there's more here than just your senses. Mm. Because if we, if we keep ourselves just in, in the, like the sensible realm, we're going to be lost. We're going to be, we're going to be led astray. And that's what the church is trying to do through, through the source and summit, the liturgy, right? They're sure they're saying, there's so much more here than the things that you're censoring right now. Yeah. Right. But the senses are important, right? We're not like, I think Buddhists, it would be who try to yeah. escape from the senses completely. That's, yeah. That's and they think enough. that's how you encounter the divine is to Nirvana you know, is a state of leaving the, the evilness leaving in your body, leaving the body behind. But as, as Catholics, we hold fast to the belief that the body is important. Yes. Jesus Christ took on a human body. Mm. He came and he worked with human hands and he walked with human feet and he loved with a human heart. And when he healed people, he didn't just, sometimes he just said, be healed. But sometimes he like spit and like touched them and like, and and and, and got all up close and personal and like enc- we encountered his body yeah. and we continue to encounter his body and we use our bodies to worship him. And one of the main ways we do this is through the sacraments. Yeah. Like forgive thy neighbor. Christ didn't just say that in his spiritual nature because he's not just a spiritual being. Yeah. He's both man and divine, right? Spiritual and human. So when God speaks, he speaks in both natures. He directs himself towards the the things that he is, right? So what he says is real. They're not just signs. They're not just signs, right? It's a reality that's happening, right? It's, It's a truth that he's speaking into being. Right. Make sense? So yeah, man. Man, that's good stuff. Sacraments. Give me give me pumped every time. We can keep going. You guys want to talk for another hour too? No. Nah, I don't think people want to listen to us that long. Okay, fair I enough. want to listen to myself though. <laughs> of course you do. We know. We can tell. We can Come tell. On, dude. <laughs> guys, I hope you enjoyed uh, this episode on the sacraments um, by your boys at Logos Podcast. Your boys. Yeah, boys. Uh, thank you for tuning in. And as always, God, God bless. bless. Gotcha.